Hi, I'm Branson Stowell. And I'm Matt Sparks. And welcome to the Film Exchange, where two friends and film enthusiasts discuss the films that inspire them. Today's film is La Collectionneuse, a French New Wave film directed by Eric Romer. Released in 1967, the film tells the story of Adrian, a cynical art dealer, and a young woman named Aide. Adrian and his fiancée part on bad terms before she goes to work in London, leaving Adrian to stay at a villa near Saint-Tropez with an old friend, Daniel. They discover that the villa has a third occupant, Aide, and she is promiscuous, and they bully her by branding her as a collector of men. Adrian eventually develops feelings for Aide and tries to win her over, but things go awry when they visit a crass American collector. The film's title, La Collectionneuse, refers to Aide's character who is a collector of men rather than objects. The film was a critical success as it received prestigious special jury prize at the Berlin Film Festival in 1967 and is part of Romare's Six Moral Tales series, which explore the themes of love, desire, and morality. This was Branson's pick. Branson, why did he pick this film? Why start on number four, right? How silly is that of the Six Moral Tales? I picked this film primarily because I feel like it's a fun, beautiful, sexy introduction to new wave cinema. I wanted to talk about Eric Romare, who is one of my all-time favorite filmmakers. This film for me was the very first that I watched of the six moral tales and I feel like in some ways the most digestible has the most humor to it looking into the film history I mean Romare himself he sort of began his film career from the critical perspective as a editor for Cahier du Cinéma the famous film critique magazine publication which is still going on to this day but he was essentially looking at the film of Godard and Varda and all the others in Truffaut while they were being made. I think Romare himself is very like literarily influenced. He's a really well-read, well-educated guy. And so he comes from a highly academic perspective when he's making the films. The Six Moral Tales, the idea behind it is so simple. It's sort of retelling these different perspectives on you know what constitutes morality when it comes to love are there rules to love and war and so the collection news la collection news it just captures the essence of that challenge of is all fair in love and war and two it's a little bit dated so the gender politics that we see in it are <laughs> very challenging for a contemporary audience but at the time even this is something that uh, Romare was very conscious of of, and I think that even the reaction that we might have today is meant to be elicited. Who would you say the film is for? I think that this film is for people who are really interested in film history. Again, I think if you're interested in getting into French New Wave, I think it is a film that has kind of that zeitgeist. I also think if you're just interested in films about sexy landscapes, beautiful people, and maybe some troubling gender politics, this is for you. What did you think about the movie? You recommended this movie to me a long time ago and I never watched it but I did watch uh, one of his other films you recommended Claire's Knee and I would say Claire's Knee kind of went over my head at the time I'd like to rewatch it now because I felt like I just well, didn't take much from it and I do think Eric Romero's style you just have to go into it expecting knowing that it's going to be a different than a typical film experience uh, it's a lot about like his internal thoughts like the movie has so much narration and monologue I, I love the cast and I like the power dynamics between the characters I thought was really interesting. 
And I do think this is a little bit more accessible from what I remember of Claire's knee. I'm curious how you discovered Eric Romare. This is what I want audiences to understand is he can be a little slow. In the 1975 movie Night Moves, Gene Hackman's character is talking about Eric Romare's films and says it's a little bit like watching paint dry. (laughs) Of the six moral tales, I think this is a little more accessible. I don't think it's any different in pace than Claire's knee or than Pauline at the beach. And it's still relies heavily on internal monologues on intercharacter politics i think by contemporary audiences standards a very very thin plot line but how did i get interested in eric romare i was introduced years and years ago uh, when i was actually studying abroad i studied abroad at a small school called lancaster university and they had a film club there. There were a lot of kids there who were really interested in French New Wave cinema. I was never big on French New Wave. The first film that we watched there was Pauline at the Beach, one of his fellow films. And then I thought it was a good, beautiful movie, but I let it slip away. So the pandemic came around. I was just looking for a film to help me escape. And I remember like looking at a list of like, oh man, if I could be vacationing somewhere right now, 20 films that help you feel like you're elsewhere and boom there was La Collectionneuse which is set just outside Saint-Tropez I mean come on it's you feel like you're somewhere exotic and on the beach and all of his films by the way have this in common beautiful setting beautiful people you know a lot of the film is just about the laws of attraction it's you know it follows AD and her pull and pushing away of of the our protagonist and and of course the the many men that seem to pass by her but we're stuck in uh, the mind of our protagonist his films do a good job of capturing changing mores and standards societal standards part of what the french new wave film movement was doing was not only shocking with its film techniques, with its edits, its sort of lack of a cohesive script. I I love the almost anthropological aspect of his films. You know, the study between the characters, also what is considered taboo in society. And I think that you see that in Claire's Knee, you see that in Pauline at the Beach, you see that in Green Ray. But I think this is a great place to start because it's sort of laid the most bare and it's the most in your face because we have a promiscuous woman, so she's placed, and we see how society reacts to that at the time watching it now she seems like she would fit in with gen z there's nothing about her that's so taboo you know that's that's out of the norm like yeah by today's standards she's definitely not a promiscuous woman i mean i don't know maybe even not of the time i mean it just seems like she's living kind of a normal life and going out with boys at night they're pretty brutal when they pick on her i think it's He's writing this knowingly, like, I wouldn't call the filmmaker or anyone a misogynist. Like, I think that's just what the story is. Romare said in one of the last interviews in 2008 or nine, he publicly talked about how he never endorses his male characters, but they all have stuff that he doesn't want you to fully buy into, even though that they're generally the ones running the story. There's issues with all of them. It's interesting you you, you chose to watch it because it was transporting But just like a little fun fact, he originally planned to shoot in black and white, but switched to color because he felt that that captured the French Riviera more truthfully. I love seeing the fashion in this film, too. It's very much of the time. Aide Politoff actually wasn't an actress. 
she was a translator for Romare. And then he recruited her to be in the film. And then the other two main characters, uh, Adrian, played by Patrick Beauchamp, this Belgian actor who's worked with him a few times. And same with Alexander, played by Jean-Claude Brialy, is another Romare regular. Uh, and the film was shot in 10 days. So he's very efficient and quick. But I mean, wow. when you watch the film, it feels like that's achievable. And no budget, by the way. So a film of passion. But tell me, Matt, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was when Adrian asks Aide to seduce the American collector. For me, that scene stuck out the most and put me a little bit on the edge of my seat. Because you see Adrian exerting his control over Aide. And, you know, it's this interplay between desire and ma manipulation between the two. It is like a little cat and mouse sex games a little bit, you know, for so much of the film kind of being these sun soaked cerebral conversations. It basically, it's like watching two people flirt with each other in sometimes appropriate and sometimes inappropriate ways for most of the film until you get to that moment where you start to see how sex and power are related, not just sex and power, but like love and power and the interplay between all of that. Um, I think that that scene really sums it up. And I think money in this film, you know, there's a status element to this. And I think that that backdrop is important. And she's being solicited. Yes. Yeah, she is. She's the tool, the pawn. But what was your favorite scene? And I think the beauty of my favorite scene, which is at the very end when he and Ida are going to run away together and she gets stopped by this car full of guys who are heading off to Italy. And he takes a minute and he just realizes that, like, you can't possess somebody. The irony of that and the frustrating part watching Adrian's journey is he himself is so much like her because he's from the beginning of the film it talks about how he doesn't want to be constrained by the tethers of society he wants to be out and free himself and so it's sort of a sad moment but it's a beautiful scene it is the point where adrian has to face the reality that he has sown for himself that has been in front of him this whole time that he's been trying to deny and deny from somebody else I think it's a big character shift for him because to me, the thing that makes her character most poignant and interesting and powerful is that she remains consistent. It's him who sort of has this lapse in judgment, who becomes victim of hubris and thinks that things can change. And in the end has to accept that the only thing that really needs to change is his idea of other people and his idea of possession. And that's the, at the end best encapsulates that. But I loved how many times when he's talking about his nights out, he says at least two or three times and he goes, all those women I could have had, I resisted. <laughs> to me, it all plays into that idea of like, of possession and collecting. I think we as a society, I think another reason I really like this film is we tend, especially when we're thinking of that side of romance, of sort of the lustful and the romance and the pure, you know, removing all the practicality from the nature of relationships, then we are all about collection and the status of having. What would it mean to have been with, to possess, to contain this person? And I think that the case that he makes and throughout the Six Moral Tales continues to make is that that is a fool's errand. And at the end of the day, human beings are infinitely so much more than that. And that's just one beautiful slice of life, but it's almost impractical to, to focus on that. So if you are interested in seeing La Collectionneuse, it is available on Criterion and it is also currently available on Canopy. So those are the two outlets you should check on for that. 
right, and thank you for listening to our episode on La Collection News. If you'd like to reach out to us on social media and suggest a film, or let us know if you have any feedback, our Instagram and Twitter is at Film Exchange Pod, all one word. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next time.